As always, if you've enjoyed this video, please remember to like it, share it, and subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos we do here. Until the next video, I'll see you guys then. Later. Okay, this is the ultimate inception. I'm doing a double header today. We're doing two videos because tonight is the supermoon, so I'm going to take you guys along and show you what I'm going to do for my photo shoot. Now, I've actually already started to do a lot of this, but I want to walk you through my process here. So I've been thinking for a few days of what my location is going to be for my moonshot tonight. And to do this, I've used an app called Skyview, which is free. It's on the iPhone. And let me show you what I did to determine where the moon is going to be. So when you bring up this app here, uh, what it's going to do is it's going to do a little overlay onto your camera here so you can see where things are. When I move it around, you can see there's the moon, and that's where it is right now. You can also change the date, so I actually changed this to November 14th when I was working on it yesterday so I could see exactly where the moon was going to be on that particular day. So you, that's a nice thing that you can do. So it gives you the trajectory, tra trajectory here when you select the moon. So you can see that if I bring it up, there's the horizon. So we're looking at between 6.15 and 6.45-ish probably going to be my best time, maybe seven. So that's what we're looking at here. So I'm going to go take this to a map. I can also see that that is exactly due east right there. So we're a little bit north of, of, uh, of east there. And so that's where the moon is going to be. Now it's time to go pack some cameras. In terms of equipment, I'm actually going to travel fairly lightweight tonight. And there are a couple reasons why, mainly because I already know in my head what kind of shot I want to get. And in thinking this through, I don't want to do one of those NASA-esque, you know, just big bold shots of a full moon. And a couple reasons why. One, I've done stuff like that before. And two, it's a super moon. So I want to give it a sense of scale. And so in terms of options, you know, using water or an urban landscape or buildings or something like that to show that sense of scale is something that I want to do. Now, there is still a little bit of room for air on here because I'm not real sure exactly where the moon's going to rise in juxtaposition. But I've done a lot of location scouting. In fact, let me show you a few things real quick. So we are in Google Maps right now, which I've been using this week to plot my location for, for shooting here. And this is the city of Fort Worth, Texas, in which I reside. And I've only been here a year, so I'm not really familiar with all the cool views um, that are available. There are three forks of the Trinity, so if I want to involve water, there's an option. There's a lake. There's a lot of cool stuff. Um, one of my first options, and this is something that I've been over a few times now, and I really want to do a shot from here, but there's a street that runs a bridge over these train tracks over here, and it's got a really cool view of downtown um, so you can see kind of through the fence there the problem actually is this fence and getting a camera lens through the fence I've actually been up here the other thing is it is a busy street and uh, there is a sidewalk but I'm not really sure how safe it is or how easy it's going to be to document all this so that's kind of out this time around and so what I have opted for is if we go a little bit further north there is a row where all the museums are over here here it is and uh, the Modern Museum is here, the Kimball is here, and the Eamon Carter is here. Now, two things I like about this. This is at the top of a hill, and the Eamon Carter has a really nice plaza that you can see kind of on the map here. It's this area here. And I have a reference picture that I took a few months back when I was there. I was there with some friends. This is a horrible picture, but I just wanted to use it for reference because I wanted to do something with this location. It's got a great view of downtown. It's up high on a hill. Um, this up in the front of this deck here on the plaza next to this Henry Moore sculpture is kind 
kind of where I'm thinking would be a good shooting area. Um, sadly, the mesquite tree um, was, uh, I believe, hit by lightning recently or something, so it's gone now. But I think this is going to be the best bet. Um, this will look west to downtown. Uh, which is right here, and the moon will rise over on the east side. So the concern I have and the reason I like this being on a hill is I want to shoot the moon while it's low. That's when it's going to visually appear the largest, and I'm not really sure because the moon technically will be rising a little bit after sunset, how much light will actually still be in the sky. So that is a concern too. So that's kind of what I'm looking at. So let's... Um, talk about equipment. As I mentioned, I'm going to keep gear very simple tonight. I'm going to stick with one prime lens and one body. This is the Sony a6300, which is a crop sensor mirrorless, and I like this quite a bit. I'm going to pair that up with this. This is a Canon FD mount. This is a 300 millimeter f4. Now, the reason I'm going with this lens is paired with a crop sensor, this is going to be effectively 450 millimeters or so in focal length. Now, I mentioned earlier I don't want to do kind of a NASA shot, and to do that right, I'd probably need a telescope or at least a 600 millimeter focal length but I'm not worried about that I want to get some environment in there too so I think 450 judging my distance and everything is probably going to be just about right now I am not super crazy about this lens because mainly it's not a very expensive lens I paid maybe a hundred dollars for this used a couple years ago and I've done a video on these before, but the problem that you're gonna get with these lenses is you're gonna have problems with chromatic aberration. So what that means is you're gonna have those little color fringes that are green and magenta that you see around high contrast objects. So I'm willing to bet we're gonna see these on the sides of the moon at some point. So you can get rid of these in post. Um, you can do it in Lightroom, it is fairly simple. And I'm gonna do some post probably on these anyway if the dynamic range is really high. So I'm just gonna have to live with that and do it. If you are interested in how to correct chromatic aberrations in less expensive lenses, I did a whole video on that, so I'll link that up above or below, depending on where you're watching this. So I'm gonna bring these along. I'll probably bring my kit lens for the Sony as well, which is an AS6, sorry, an 18 to 55, just in case as a backup lens. And I'm going to bring this tripod that this is sitting on, it's a Manfrotto B-Free, which I really like. Very easy to travel with and robust enough to do this kind of thing with. The other cool thing about using a mirrorless camera for this is there is no image stabilization in anything that I'm using, right? So the one thing I don't wanna have is any kind of camera shake that is going to add blur to the image because my exposures are probably gonna be fairly long when I stop this down. So. The reason I decided to go with the Sony in this case, uh, one, I'm familiar with using it, but two, you can actually go into silent mode on the settings here. And what that does is that turns off the mechanical shutter. And so it makes it so there's no movement in the camera at all. So when I pair that up, I'm actually gonna use the self timer with this as well. And that gives me about 10 seconds to let the tripod and the camera and everything settle down before it takes the image and there's no motion at all. So without further ado, let's go ahead and pack these up and get going. So this right here behind me is the Eamon Carter Museum, which is one of my favorite places in the world. We're going to go up here because there is this amazing lookout 
over downtown Fort Worth. And if my calculations are correct, this is where the moon should be. So let's check it out. And we are not the only ones here. Apparently this was a uh, common idea this evening. So you've seen the time-lapse footage, and I want to talk about some of the still images that I shot too. Now both the time-lapse and the stills were shot both on the same camera with the same setup. Um, I did some cropping in that big shot where the plane flies in front of the moon, but um, that's essentially what I used, and I really didn't change position too much. Um, the time-lapse was shot actually as video. Um, I did not use stills on it um, in this particular instance, mainly because I'm using really long exposures on here, which I'm about to talk about, and anything that's going to move the camera. Um, is concerning to me, even though I did go into silent mode on that. And so I ended up just shooting video for that just out of the sake of ease and simplicity. Um, but when I mentioned I wasn't alone up there, I really wasn't. Uh, these were the uh, people over to my left here and everybody's kind of up there, I guess, getting the same shot. I don't know. And then if you turn around um, and look at the actual museum, which is a little bit higher up on these stairs here, uh, there was a whole bunch of people. And if you zoom in on that, there uh, there's a lot of large lenses and uh, tripods up there. Anyway, so it was a lot of fun to do. There were actually some people there that were just kind of enjoying the moment too, which was very cool and not photographing, which sometimes is nice as well. But I was up there photographing and the two shots that I ended up with that I liked the best are this um, landscape uh, orientation one. And then I have one that's a portrait orientation too, that was a little bit later when the moon was higher in the sky. Now I was hoping that there would be some light left in the sky and there was not. Um, this is the image without any post-processing on it. And there's a couple options that you have. I mean, the, the problem here is just the sheer dynamic range of the image that, you know, you've got a dark sky and a pretty dark foreground because that moon is so bright. It's just reflecting sunlight. And I didn't have anything left in the sky as far as light goes once this started coming up. Now, I got a little bit lucky in the position of the moon. It actually started behind the Montgomery Plaza building and then moved kind of diagonally this way. And this just lined up and I got lucky as well as I also did not plan on the little bit of the clouds being in the sky that give you a little bit of an accent. But this is the raw version of the image, and you you have a couple different options, and I chose to just do one exposure and split the difference a little bit. The other option you could have is you could uh, go in and try to do an HDR image. The reason I didn't do that is because I was using um, f-stop of around f8, 
uh, F11 and kind of moving back and forth in there. And so for me, because of the long exposure time and the fact that the moon actually it appears large because it's near the horizon, it's also moving pretty quick. And so lining up HDR was not something I was interested in kind of you know risking on that. So what I ended up doing was really, I shot at the base ISO. So this image was shot at an ISO of 100. The f-stop was f11 and the shutter speed was one eighth of a second. And I exposed basically for the highlights in the moon because I wanted to retain as much detail in the moon as possible. Now I shot at the base ISO because that would give me the most flexibility in terms of recovering shadow area. So in Lightroom, which we're in right now, if I can bring my highlights down and you're going to see that all of a sudden look at the moon, you get some contrast and some texture, and then I can bring my shadows up and then you get a little bit of shadow detail. Now I'm full out at 100 here, so I'll probably have to go into the tone curve as well and kind of play with that a little bit and work with the contrast. But there are ways to recover just a little bit. Um, you know, white balance with the red hue, and that moon really was that red. It was it was just phenomenal to see, and it, it looked huge. I mean, you can see some of my B-roll here that I shot just with my handheld camera, and uh, this is kind of more what it was like to be there. I mean, it was just really amazing. And, you know, I kind of envied the people that weren't sitting there worried about F-stops and stuff because they were just enjoying themselves watching all this but anyway that's what I opted for on here and again if you I'm on a tripod so I can use long exposure time so the shutter speed isn't a big issue for me um, I didn't want to go too long because the moon does move a little bit and to retain that detail is important um, but I think this ended up probably about the best I could get you know the other idea is to do HDR and you're going to need shorter shutter speeds for something like that but uh, this is what I wound up with so this was a lot of fun and the next step that I'm going to do is print these out and put them in my journal now, for the first photo assignment, it's to take 10 images, and I got a couple last night, but the cool thing about the supermoon is technically the supermoon started last night, but it's not like the moon comes close one night and then just whips away. It'll be a full moon for the next couple nights, so I'm probably going to try and get back over there and do some variations on it and add to it. I won't document those, but those will go in my journal. And so uh, it should be kind of fun, and I want to get into the journals, and I'll show mine with you guys in a video this week. Now, I haven't done a whole lot of process-type videos behind the scenes of actually shooting, and if this was useful for you guys, let me know and leave me a comment and let me know if you something you'd like to see more of. And if you enjoyed this video, please remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography so you'll always be up to date on all the latest and greatest things that we do here. Until the next video, I'll see you guys then. Later.